The time has come for the biggest fight in all of sports, not just boxing, but combat sports. This is the biggest fight in really a decade, the best fight in the past decade. We're getting two of the greatest boxers in our generation, in this generation. They're fighting. They're finally matching up after years and years of anticipation of wanting to make this fight. Failed negotiations. July 29th is finally here. We can, It can't come fast enough. We're finally getting Earl Spence Jr. versus Terrence Crawford, the biggest fight in the world, the best fight in the world. Two guys that you could argue one and two in the sport. Which which order? It, you could pick either for one. You could pick either for two, but there's not much of a difference. It's a coin flip. This is what boxing is all about, these type of fights, and we're getting it July 29th as Spence Crawford finally is taking place. This is the Never Drop Podcast, the preview of Earl Spence Jr. versus Terrence Crawford. I appreciate it if you're listening. Make sure to press that subscribe button on YouTube. If you're listening on podcast, make sure you follow the podcast. If you want to subscribe to YouTube, the Never Drop Podcast. I will be live at Spence vs. Crawford, gathering all sorts of video, putting them out on YouTube. Make sure you subscribe. You don't want to miss it, I promise. But let's get to the fight. Earl Spence Jr. vs. Terrence Crawford. You know, that's that's a fight that you would say the name of, and people, they just realize how big that fight is. You didn't need gimmicks to try and sell the fight. You don't need, you know, flashy press conferences, controversial things that, no, the boxing sells itself. Both fighters know it. Both fighters have mutual respect for one another, but they know the guy I'm facing, one of the best in the sport. Earl Spence Jr. Let's get to the numbers, right? Earl Spence Jr., 28-0, 22 knockouts. He's 5'9 and a half. That's his height with a 72-inch reach. 33 years old. Fights at a, a southpaw stands. Comes from DeSoto, Texas, you know, the Dallas, Oak Cliff side of Texas. Terrence Crawford, on the other hand, is 39-0 with 30 knockouts. Has a height of 5'8". So an inch and a half shorter than Spence, but has a reach of 74 inches, which is two inches greater than Spence. So he will have the reach advantage in this fight with an age of 35. And they list him as a southpaw, but if you watch Terrence Crawford in, this is well documented, he's also, he switches. So I'm sure we'll see that multiple times in this fight. He can go southpaw to orthodox, orthodox to southpaw. It's Crawford's determination whether he wants to switch or not causes a lot of confusion out of the opposition. We know that. How'd we get here? Well, a lot of people wanted this fight years and years ago when Crawford moved up from 140 after he just became undisputed to 147. Young Earl Spence was, I believe he had just beat Kell Brook to win his first belt. And I believe people wanted that fight. Again, that's too, I, I think that would have been way too young. We're getting this in the prime. This is a fight for undisputed, all the belts. So after finally gathering all the belts over on the PBC side, Earl Spence called out Terrence Crawford. We all know it. I'm not going to refute, you know, go through all the negotiations and stuff. We know what happened that back last year, Earl Spence beat Jordanes Ugas, which we will talk about that fight. Called out Crawford. Negotiations happened to have him make the fight back in November. Didn't go through. Crawford fought Avenisian, David Avenisian, which we'll talk about, of course. Then it looked like Spence was going to fight Keith Thurman or somebody at 147. Or actually go up to 154 to fight Thurman, then come back. But secretly, the entire time, they were talking to each other. It's been revealed they actually talked directly to each other on the phone to make this fight happen. Here we are, July 29th. The fight's happening. So let's talk about these guys' last fights, right? I mentioned... Uh, Earl Spence Jr. to win his third strap, his third belt against your Dennis Ugas. He did so in a really good fashion to kind of prove that, hey, I'm still the same Earl Spence from the one, the car accident, and two, the eye surgery. Spence won by TKO in the 10th round. 
just breaking Ugas. Uh, I believe fracturing his uh, orbital bone, face swelled up, couldn't see out of an eye. I think Ugas, it took him six months before he was cleared, right? Spence has a knack for beating people up like that, breaking breaking bones. I was actually in the building for the Spence fight against Ugas in my hometown, Arlington, Texas. Great atmosphere. As I believe 40,000 were in the building at Cowboy Stadium. Incredible. It was a one heck of a showing by Earl Spence, who after coming off his car crash, which I believe was late 2019, I want to say, after his Sean Porter victory, he had fought Danny Garcia and he looked good, right? It looked like, okay, he got the decision in a tough fight coming back from it. And then he was scheduled to fight Manny Pacquiao. Pacquiao, the fight, he had to pull out of the Pacquiao fight because of an eye injury. Had to get, I believe, had a detached retina. Came back against Ugas and broke him down to win that third belt. It was for the WBA belt. And Ugas, he just, he made Ugas stop throwing punches. Ugas had to stand there on the high guard the entire night while Spence continued to tee off. Something that's not going to happen against Terrence Crawford, right? As much as Ugas is a good puncher, good boxer, you compare his defense to Terrence Crawford's defense, you compare his offense to Terrence Crawford's offense, you can't do the same thing. You can't expect that same result. You can't expect to put down a beatdown like that, right? He just broke Ugas. Crawford's extremely more talented, and he has more power, I believe. Granted, there was a portion in the fight where Spence's mouthpiece got knocked out. The ref tried to intervene, yelling stop. Spence stopped. Ugas didn't. Spence got hit with a clean shot, but I don't anticipate that happening again, right? Um, who knows? You you show any ounce of weakness against Terrence Crawford, he's going to pounce on you. He's going to finish that fight. What happened in the Sean Porter fight? Well, let's talk about that real quick. And when I say what happened in the Sean Porter fight, I'm talking about from Terrence Crawford when he fought Terrence Crawford. This was back in November of 21. So yeah, back in late November of 2021, Terrence Crawford fought Sean Porter. I thought Terrence Crawford was down in the cards. The judges had him up a few rounds. I thought he was down. His corner even told him, hey, you're down. He comes out, drops Sean Porter twice in the 10th round. Sean Porter's dad, who's his trainer, Kenny Porter, throws in the towel in a fight that a lot of people thought Sean Porter was winning, right? But he showed that one ounce of weakness now ounce of weakness excuse me but Crawford saw he had an opportunity and pounced on it he took advantage of it and that's what he does he's a, he's a killer he's a finisher he knows when he once he got once he has you he's going to finish you look at David Afanisian the fight that took place last December. Granted, Avenisian had no reason to be in that ring with Terrence Crawford other than Crawford getting a payday from an outside promotional company. Six-round knockout absolutely demolished Avenisian. There's no reason to even talk about that fight. They were in two different galaxies when talking about how great they are, right? How great Terrence Crawford is and the skill level of Avenisian. Two different galaxies and homecoming fight for Terrence Crawford. And I think that was a big fight for Crawford because I like Crawford having fought in that time between his last fight, his Porter fight and the Spence fight, right? Spence hasn't fought since April of 2022. Crawford's Oh, fought seven months ago. So he's say he does he won't have you won't expect the ring rust from Crawford like you might expect from Spence. Granted, I don't expect ring rust from e any of these fighters. I think each of them have been in the gym ready for this. Spence was, I believe there was a fight with Thurman lined up potentially in May. So I think Spence was getting in the gym for that. And then he realized this Crawford might happen. So I think Spence has been in the gym for a good portion, you know, of these negotiations these past couple months. But again, the gym and the ring, two different things. But I'm not expecting any ring rust from either of these fighters. But I think that's a win for Crawford. Getting in the ring, not having to take a year off. 
between fights. The same way I looked at how when Gervonta Davis fought Ryan Garcia, taking that Hector Luis Garcia fight in January before the Ryan fight in, I believe, April, that was, that was good. It kept him in shape, kept him ring ready, while Ryan had taken a year off. So I think that, I don't think that'll play a role, but it's just something to think about, right? These guys are professionals, though. They're the best at the business, best in their business for a reason. So I'm not expecting any ring rust or any slow slowness to this fight. Honestly, I expect this fight to start off fast. I think for Earl Spence Jr., he needs to get off to a fast start because Terrence Crawford, he's kind of known for starting a little slow. Collect. He does the collecting data, but I think Spence, he wants to get out there and start slugging it out immediately. Granted, the first round might, okay, take a little bit, but I think come the second round, Spence is going to start throwing punches and Crawford will have no choice but to respond. Spence isn't going to let Crawford sit there and try and download data, analyze what he wants to do. Spence is going to press the action, I think. I think Spence will press the action and then Crawford would be like, okay, yeah, uh, we can we can, we can, can start fighting right now. I think Spence is going to press the action early in this fight, which is going to leave Crawford no choice, but all right, we got to start brawling it out. We got to start this war a little earlier than I wanted. I don't think that'll cause anything, any harm to Crawford, but I think he'd like to, you know, spend the second round also analyzing Spence because we act like these two just aren't technicians. They're both of their defense is phenomenal. Their offense, their pinpoint. So I, I'm sure Crawford wants to analyze what he thinks Spence is going to do. And I'm not saying Spence doesn't want to analyze Crawford, but we've known Spence to get into these slugfest, right? Look at the fight he had versus Sean Porter back in 2019. He beat Sean Porter at Sean Porter's game. Sean Porter's known for getting inside, slugging it out. And Spence really did that to Sean Porter in a fight that personally, that's the greatest fight I've ever watched. He beat Sean Porter at his own game. So Spence is aware if he can get inside, he can start slugging it out. And that fight really took off the second, third round. So I expect the same from this fight because you know how much these guys have heard. Like every time you talk about Earl Spence, you're going to talk about Terrence Crawford. Every time you talk about Crawford, you're going to talk about Earl Spence, right? They can't wait to fight each other. I can only imagine. They're trying to show the entire world that, hey, this other dude can't stand with me, right? We've heard Earl talk about how it's going to be a one-sided fight. I'm going to make it a one-sided fight. I'm going to break him. Spence has, uh, Spence has also said it's going to be a, a crawfish boil. Crawford's coming back. Hey, man, it's going to be a fish fry. I'm, I'm going to take care of you easy. While saying that, they both have respect for each other, so they're not going to just rush in and try and hit each other with aimless shots, right? They're gonna, they realize that, hey, the power that one another have, this fight can end. I don't think this fight would end. This is me talking. Uh, I don't think this fight will end off one shot like we see some KO finishes. But I think if you can break each other down, that'll be huge in this fight. Like Spence, can he break Terrence Crawford down like he's broken other opponents down? That's going to be hard because just the skill level of Terrence Crawford. I don't think he's going to allow himself to get hit that many times. Can Spence decide... Uh, dispense decide, excuse me. I want to fight. Dispense decide. I want to fight on the inside. I'm trying to take away Crawford's body. I'm trying to punish the body and then I'll get to the head. Is that what Spence decides his game plan for this fight is? And does Crawford say, I think I can box circles around you. I'm a box from the outside. Then when I have my chances, I'll hit you with power shots from the inside. One thing that I've noticed with Spence in his past couple fights, he lunges a little bit when he throws punches. I don't think Ugas could take advantage of it because he was afraid of the counter counterattacks from Spence. But say he does that a couple times, I think Crawford might be able to recognize that and say, when he throws this punch, you know, he's kind of diving in. His head's open. I'm going to start teeing off on that, right? So just tactical little things that each fighter can do 
to realize I might have the advantage or this might be a slip up that the other guy has that I'm going to counter and this is going to help me win this fight. Which fighter is going to feel the other one's power first? I think that will dictate who sets the pace in this fight. Say Spence, you know, in those early rounds, rounds, catches Crawford. Does Crawford realize, okay, I want to box from the outside. I want to keep moving around. I don't want to get caught on in inside exchanges with Spence because his power is real. He's trying to use his reach, box from the outside, jab, jab, you know, if Spence lunges, hit him with the right, maybe even left, depending on what stance he is. What does he want to do? Who knows, right? Does he feel that power of Spence and be like, okay, yeah, him on the inside might be a problem or the opposite. Does Spence feel the power of Terrence Crawford early in those rounds and decide, okay, maybe I want to box and take it from the outside like he did with Mikey Garcia, in which in the fight against Mikey Garcia, he really just outboxed Mikey, but was able to really beat up Mikey because Mikey had jumped up two weight classes. You can't do that with Crawford, even though Spence will be the bigger 147 pounder. I don't think you can just bully Crawford like you're going to bully, like he bullied Garcia. But again, I do think Spence being the bigger 147 fighter, I think he has a little more pop, a little more power to his punches. And I think that's where the breaking down of Crawford is for Spence. I think Spence already is one of the best body punchers in the sport. So I think he's going to try and work the body for Crawford all night long. And then on the inside, maybe a left hand, a left hook to the head, you know, after Crawford's trying to protect the body, Spence is going to try and come up with a left hook, a right hand to the head and break break Crawford, Crawford down. Just hit him everywhere on that body and make him feel it and try and break him down that way. Because he can't, he just can't, he won't be able to go to the head every single shot like he kind of basically was doing against Ugas. Ugas had, was in the high guard and even though he was in the high guard, Spence was teeing off. Spence would go to the body, Ugas would drop it and then Spence would hit him with a nice left hand to the head or an uppercut. Really, just totally outclassed your Dennis Ugas in that fight. But who's going to feel each other's power first? I, I really think that determines who's going to set the pace. And I think if Spence decides, yo, let's get this war started earlier, early, I think it's going to be, okay, yeah, Spence is, um, Spence might catch him with a shot and Crawford realizes, okay, yeah, he has some power. How effective is Terrence Crawford switching in this fight? I think I heard something um, Derek James said, it was either Derek James, Spence's trainer, or Spence himself say, they asked him, how are you going to combat Crawford who switches a lot? And I think, I can't remember which one of the two said it, but one of them said, if he switches, that just means he's not good at either side. Which, if you know Terrence Crawford, he's good at both sides, right? That, that's just what they're thinking. But can Terrence Crawford be able to confuse Earl Spence and give him different angles, right? Does he throw punches that Earl's doesn't see coming from all these angles and really kind of keep Spence's head on a swivel. I think that could be a huge component to Crawford's game as to keeping Spence off balance. Keep Spence guessing what he's going to do not what he's going to do next cuz you might get a left power, a power shot from the left hand of Crawford one minute and then right hand throwing power shots to the next. I think that's huge if Crawford can effectively switch and it leaves Spence kind of wondering, I don't know how to attack. But of course, it has to be if Crawford feels comfortable to switch. If not, then he might go just straight southpaw. He might go southpaw and southpaw, realize, okay, maybe this is my best shot to win. Maybe I can neutralize a shot. But if he can switch, I think that'll be huge for him. But which trainer makes the adjustments? We know Crawford kind of has to feel it in a round. It's not something his trainer, Bomack, is going to tell him. His trainer isn't going to say, hey, I want you to switch this round. It's got to be what Crawford feels, what Terrence feels. Which trainer is going to make the adjustments in the fight? You know, Derek James is one of, if not the best trainer in boxing right now, winning uh, trainer of the year last year. 
We know the stable he has. I've talked about J uh, Derek James in the past. He's amazing. We know that. If Spence is losing this fight, is Derek James going to switch up his game plan and be like, Earl, this is how you got to win this fight? And same with Bomack. We know Bomack is real. He'll tell him, it. you're losing this fight. But can he help Crawford make that switch in technique or game plan? We don't know. We don't know until we see July 29th. And that, this is what the, makes the fight so engaging. Because these two are just masters at their craft. It's really a treat to even be getting this fight. It stinks because both of these guys amazing fighters the best in their generation and you kind of don't want them to fight because you like watching both of them fight right and you realize one has to take a loss but at the end of the day we got to see who's the best who's the best welterweight post floyd mayweather jr arguably who's the best fighter in the world because that's what this fight is who's the best fighter in the world the winner gets crowned the best fighter in the world not only that will be crowned undisputed at 147 and the best welterweight in this generation. It's, everything's on the line for this fight. And I know there's a rematch clause. We're not worried about the rematch. We're worried about right now because I promise if one side puts a whooping on the other side, there's not going to be a rematch. Why, why, go, why, why go through that embarrassment again, right? So who wins this fight? It's a toss-up. It is a absolute toss-up. Who, who wins this fight? I don't know. Actually, I do. Well, no, 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 no. Excuse me. I don't know who's going to win the fight. I have my prediction though. And I think if you've listened to this channel, watch this channel, listen to these podcasts, you you know who I'm rolling with. You know I told you where I was, you know, where my hometown is. You know how I'm rolling. I'm rolling uh Earl Spence Jr. decision. I don't think there's gonna be a knockout in this fight. Because I, I just think both fighters' defense is so good, it's not going to allow a time for a knockout. I do think it's going to be a war. There's going to be punishment. There's going to be shots. You you know, if you're an Earl Spence Jr. fan, you're going to be like, ooh. If you're a Terrence Crawford fan, you're going to be like, ooh, dang. Right? There's going to be the, those type of shots in these fights. Because when you have the two of the best in the world going against each other, every boxer is going to get hit. Hey, Evan Eason hit Crawford a couple times in that fight, early in the fight. Ugas touched up. Spence a little bit. We know fighters get hit, but who's going to be able to stand in there, take all of that, and say, that's all you got? Because we know it's going to be a war. They keep talking about how this is going to be an old school fight. You know, it sounds like both of them are ready to die in that ring. They're both going to be in tip-top shape, both going out to Vegas, ready to prove something. Spence keeps talking on social media. After I smoke, bud, I'm going to 154. He's not even, it doesn't even seem like he's worried about it. We all know he is, right? Crawford's talking about, I'm going to really beat up on Earl. Both of these guys are supremely confident in one another and what's coming. It, it's it's just incredible to see that these two are finally going to be in the ring together. And honestly, like making this podcast, it's like, wow, we're really about to get the fight that we've been waiting for for years. We thought we weren't going to get it back in November. We were like, geez, it, it's not happening. But we're here and we're getting the best fight in combat sports. Uh, if you're an MMA fan... You're like, you realize that this is a big fight. Just got to get the casuals, you know, to be realize how great this fight. This is this is prime versus prime. And that's another thing. This isn't a Mayweather-Pacquiao where this was late. These guys are in their prime. We, we see the per performances they put on in their last few fights, each of them, respectfully. They're breaking people, right? That They're breaking each other. And there's no fights other than this one to be made. And we're finally getting this one made for Las Vegas, man. Is going to be one heck of a Saturday night. I can't wait to be there. 
right? We got Isak Cruz on the undercard. Excited to see what he does. Cruz, man, he wants that Javante Davis rematch, and he's not fighting anyone. Personally, I don't think he deserves it because he hasn't fought anyone really to get it. Beat up on an old uh, Jordanis Gamboa. Oh, no, um, not Jordanis, excuse me. He fought on the Spence Ugas undercard. He bought a, he beat up on Gamboa on that undercard, but really hasn't fought anyone. A, a lot of people apparently have sent him offers and he's declined. He wants that Spence rematch, excuse me, that tank rematch, but I don't think he's really worked for it, but I'm excited to see him. Let's see, let's see him put him on, put on a performance, right? Let's see a great performance out of Isak Cruz. And then we're like, okay, maybe that tank rematch makes sense, but put that to the side, right? We got Spence Crawford. We got Spence Crawford the best fight you can make in combat sports actually coming to us live july 29th i can't wait i truly can't wait i think you guys know i will be rooting for earl spence jr that's hometown guy right dang is terrence crawford a bad man he's putting some fear in my heart right crawford's legit we know he's legit we know he's one of the best if not the best Right on pound for pound list, he's higher than Spence, even though Spence has three belts at 147. Come Saturday the 29th, July 29th, we're going to have to figure out, hey man, it's not about who on Twitter thinks can be or which former fighter thinks, you know, who win. No, they got to figure it out. And we'll be able to watch and see finally who is, one, going to be the first undisputed at 147, two, the best pound for pound fighter in the world, and three, the best welterweight of this generation. We finally get that answered. After years of waiting, we've, we're finally getting it, and I can't wait. Make sure you subscribe to the Never Drop Podcast on YouTube. Just type in the Never Drop Podcast. I'm going to be live in Las Vegas for this fight, uploading weigh-ins, fight entrances, the fight, post-fight, all of it. All those videos will be on my YouTube channel. If you want to see, go check out the YouTube channel right now and go look at the past videos from Davis Garcia. Got videos up there to show you. We're going to have videos from Spence Crawford just like that and more. Yeah, man, this is going to be one heck of a fight. Make sure you subscribe to the Never Drop Podcast. Follow the Never Drop Podcast on streaming services like Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Podcasts, because I drop these podcasts, if you're listening on YouTube, on those streaming services first. So if you want to listen first, go follow and listen on the streaming services. Well, that's all I got for you. That's my preview of Terrence Crawford versus Earl Spence Jr. as July 29th can't come fast enough. Make sure you subscribe because I got all the content coming from you, coming to you guys live from that fight. That's it. That's all I got. That's it for me. Make sure you buy that fight July 29th. We'll talk more about this fight coming up soon. Peace. I'm out.